Hey, listeners, join us each week for Morning Cup of Faith. I'm Brenda Epperson Moore. And I'm Shelly Anderson Myers. And we're Morning Morning Cup Cup of of Faith Faith Radio. Radio. Let me ask you something. What's in your cup today? Is it fear, faith, or Diet Coke? Maybe your cup is empty. Maybe all you need is sweetness, a tablespoon of cream, or sugar. If social distancing has you feeling alone, join us weekly to find the community that you crave. Because there is no social distancing with God. (laughs) Yeah. Each week you'll experience thought-provoking interviews with leaders, influencers, and artists. You'll receive an inspiring promise to you from Scripture. Life lessons from Morning Cup of Faith Bible Study and all things pop culture. Books, music, recipes, gardening, and and coffee. This is God's Reset. So let Morning Cup of Faith start a revival in your heart. You have found a home with us. Let Morning Cup of Faith pour you a faith latte with a double shot of the divine. Hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of Morning Cup of Faith. I'm here with my fabulous friend and co-host who just had a birthday, Shelly Anderson. Yay! Greetings, Morning Cup of Faith friends. Yes, another year around the sun. It was fabulous. That's right. Happy birthday, girl. You know, we had our lavender lattes. That's right. And on this show, Morning Cup of Faith, we talk about everything from coffee inspiration and all things pop culture, coffee, 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 and faith. (laughs) Yes, and tons of faith. You know, Brenda, I got to thinking about our podcast slogan last night, how we promise to be raw, bold, and vulnerable because I was feeling so vulnerable last night. You were? Oh, you should have called me, Shelly. Well, it was really late. I was watching Marine One, the presidential helicopter flying President Trump to the Walter Reed Hospital, and it just really hit me. It was like in slow motion, the magnitude of the grave situation our country is in right now. It doesn't matter what your politics are. He's still a human being, and like so many people around the world, he's battling a deadly virus. And the next 48 hours are going to be really significant, so we all need to pray for him, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, independent, no matter who you are. I agree, Shelley. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I I have to tell you, no matter what president is in the office and whether you voted for them or not, it's a human being. That's right. It breaks my heart to see these mean-spirited things on social media. We've had some difficult times, but we've got to move past this and, and build our faith and our hope and our trust and our love in God, not in man. And we have to stay strong in Christ, whose love is unwavering. Our nation needs so much healing right now on every level. Well, speaking of healing, I saw the most beautiful, tender documentary I've ever seen on Netflix last night. It's called My Octopus Teacher. It was so profound. It's going to make you rethink your entire relationship with nature. It was like a spiritual experience. Oh, I've heard about that movie, My Octopus Teacher. What's it about? It's about a wildlife filmmaker who forges an unusual friendship with a curious young octopus living in a South African kelp forest. He names her Superstar, and she shows him all the intricate mysteries of her sea world. This octopus, who he follows for a year, has such a huge impact on his life. He says at the end of the film, it's just so poignant, he says, what she taught me was to feel that you're a part of this place not a visitor. And that's a huge difference. I love that, Shelly. And I love you. That's one of the things that drew me to you as a friend is 
your love for nature and animals. And I, I've got to go see this. Everyone's talking about this movie. I, I'm really can't wait to sh- check it out. My octopus teacher on Netflix. Um, you guys are going to be touched. It's just, it sounds so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us, you know, but Shelly, it seems like our whole episode today is just about that, right? Healing, because our guest, my dear friend, Cindy Bond, is a pioneer of inspiring faith family films. She was doing this before it was cool to be doing it. She co-founded Mission Pictures International, which is best known for her breakout hit, I Can Only Imagine. I love this movie. Yes, which is based on the true life story of Bart Millard of the music group, of course, Mercy Me, which charts the difficult relationship between Bart and his abusive father, who's really played well by Dennis Quaid, who found God after he had a cancer diagnosis and then he became a better man. And I'll tell you, I went to the screening in Nashville and I was sitting up in the balcony with Cindy and her family and Mm. it was absolutely palpable in the air. You could feel people's lives changing. You could hear them crying, seeing them wiping their eyes. It is just a life-changing, transforming movie. So I really recommend for everybody to see this with your whole family. Well, this wildly successful movie also spawned the best-selling Christian single of all time by Mercy Me, I Can Only Imagine, I can only imagine which has sold 2.5 million copies. I am so obsessed with this song and Bart Millard. I just play the song on a permanent loop. My family tells me to turn it off sometimes. <laughs> I, I have it. been so excited since day one about meeting Cindy Bond. So listeners, this is going to be exciting. Well, welcome to the Morning Cup of Faith studio. Well, and I have to tell you something special, Cindy. From day one, when we started this podcast in July, you have been at the top of our list just because of who you are and everything you do for the Lord and your beautiful spirit. So it is so exciting to have you here. Cindy Bond, welcome (laughs) to Morning Cup of Faith. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, it's hard to hear that. I'm so humbled hearing that. I mean, I don't feel deserving, but I'm, I'm very touched and honored that you would say that. And I, I have to say, um, you know, Brenda, you and I have been friends so many. I mean, I guess I could put a a D for decade. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Ooh, we don't need to go into real numbers. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just say it's in the decade category. I just love you so much. And we've had so many incredible times together and I'm just so incredibly proud of you and Shelly and, and morning cup of faith. What a blessing. So deserved. And I'm just so excited about what the two of you are doing. Indeed. We thank you for those lovely kind words, but Let's switch directions. This is about you. And I know it's hard for you to talk about you, but we're going to talk about you, my love. All right. Um, I, but you're right. I do. I'm behind the camera because that has been my calling to be behind the camera. Well, so you're right. I'm not one to get out in front of it too often, but, uh, but here I am. So well, I'm ready. All of our guests that come on the show, we ask them, what do you see happening during this time in our world? There's so many breakthroughs, so much turmoil. Do you see this as a grand awakening? Do you see positive things happening in the world? You know, one of the things you asked me in terms of a question for this show was, what are some of my favorite scriptures? And I just have to say, you know, Romans eight twenty eight really came up for me this morning, particularly. I have a number of scriptures that I lean on. 
but I specifically felt strongly to share about Romans 8, 28, as we know, you know, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Favorite quotes. <laughs> you know, so, and I say that because the world is going through an, an incredibly difficult time on so many levels. I, I've never in my life, all the years I've lived on this earth ever, experienced or seen the things I've seen or experienced the things I've experienced from the pandemic to, you know, just the division in our country on every single level. But what I know is Romans eight twenty eight that God will work all these things that are happening to the good. And I do see a lot of good that has come out of such tremendous adversity. I really have, um, you know, uh, and I, and I do believe we will, it will all shake out and, and so much good will come out of all of this. Um, some of the good has been certainly with, with just families. I think, I mean, I, my heart breaks for every life that's been life that's been lost to COVID. I've had a friend of mine recently die from COVID. I, I have other friends who've lost friends to COVID, um, been sick. Um, and you know, but it's just the, the upside of this all is that, you know, adversity brings us together. We're resilient as human beings. God will bring us through all of this. Um, and iron sharpens iron. I mean, we will get through this. You know, we either, life is choices. We either have to choose to be above our circumstances or below them. And with morning cup of faith, I was thinking, I just um, get up every morning and I choose to live over my circumstances, no matter what they are. Life is difficult. So long answer to your question, but I'm a hopeful person. Um, I've always lived on hope. My faith and my hope have carried me through my faith in God and just never, you know, liquid hope. Never, I never stop with knowing there's always hope. Um, Always, no matter what, you know, so we're, Hope is it's, we're going to get through this. Yeah, we're going to get through this. We are. One of our guests said something that I really love. He said, I read the book. I know how this ends. <laughs> Talking about the Bible. Yes. So right. We just right. have to kind of go through this eye of the hurricane right now, but remember how it ends and remember your scripture that you mentioned. And you know, Cindy, you are an incredible human being. You're a dear friend of mine, one of my dearest friends, and you are best known right now, (laughs) or I can only imagine among so many other movies that you've done, I wanted you to share um, with the listeners this journey of how God touched you and he told you and showed you part of this journey and that you would be making films and and this is ordained by God and, and what that journey's been like and all the films that you made leading up to a wildly successful film called I Can Only Imagine <laughs> with the lead actor, Bart Millard from you yes. know, the group Mercy Me. And also you had Dennis Quaid. I was so honored and privileged to go to the premiere in Nashville. I was just up in the balcony with you and your family screaming and yelling and yay and crying. And it was just incredible. Tell the listeners about your journey and what, what God has done. Oh my goodness. Well, um, how long is the show? No, <laughs> the movie I can only imagine charts the difficult relationship between Millard and his abusive father played by Dennis Quaid, who found God after a cancer diagnosis and he became a better man. True story. 
That's right. That's right. And you've been a faith film producer for years. I literally have had a calling on my life. I'm older now, so (laughs) the stories could be very long, but uh, for, you know, certainly I want to make this shorter and, and get to, I can only imagine. I can say that I couldn't have even imagined all that's happened in my career because it's exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything I could have ever asked for. I literally was given a calling on my life to impact the world through the media with biblical worldview stories. And so I, it took me a while to get to a place where, praise God, I am today to be able to make movies that I'm passionate about and feel led to tell. But it's certainly a journey that I had a lot of struggles with. I had to persevere, stayed tenacious, stayed faithful, and stayed hopeful because there were a lot of rocks and bumps along the way. It's been a series of miracles. And I have to tell you, it's really just staying hope-filled, waking up every single morning and knowing that no matter what the world, obstacles the world has in front of you or along your way, with God, all things are possible. Bart Millard has said that it took him 10 minutes to write the hit song, I Can Only Imagine, but the backstory took a lifetime. Yeah. Listeners, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I Can Only Imagine is the best-selling Christian single of all time by Mercy Me. It sold 2.5 million copies. I understand that you had a long and winding journey, even bringing Bart's story to the screen. I remember Cindy seeing you at a festival and Bart was there. I was hosting the (laughs) music festival. You're like, Brenda, meet Bart Miller and mercy me. I can only imagine we're going to do a story on his life. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And little did we know years later that it would be this outreach and this phenomenal revolution. Tell everybody about this. I'm humbled to share this because it, it was that humbling when it happened, but it was literally simply me driving to my office in Santa Monica one day from the West San Fernando Valley where I live. And I was just about to get to the Pacific Coast Highway on a beautiful spring day to, to turn left and go down to Santa Monica. And I literally had an epiphany, a God epiphany. And it was a working title at this time to create something called gospel music theater. The idea was to replicate that incredibly anointed worship experience that we have in church but instead experienced that in a movie theater. And along with that, the idea to use iconic Christian songs as a basis for a story came alongside of that. Now, I didn't get, you know, God didn't say, I can only imagine, but, you know, in in that epiphany, right there. But it was such a powerful epiphany. I got Holy Spirit chills and I literally had to pull my car off on the side of PCH and look at the waves because I couldn't drive. It was that intense. And I knew it was, it was a total God epiphany about something he was stirring up in me. And then I got another one. I was just sitting there, which was just kind of funny, which was call your friend that's a marketing officer at this company um, in Nashville and And I was like, wait a minute, did I hear that right? I should call my friend and ask him if he has songs um, (laughs) that I could make movies from. And and it was literally that strong. Again, very soft, still, you know, small, you know, feeling inside of me spiritually. And, and And I went, okay. So I called my friend. I shared. I just had this God epiphany. Let me tell you what it is. I told him. And then I asked him, I said, 
do you have any songs that would make would would could you know were there stories underneath of them that could make a great movie? <laughs> that was, well, and what do you have in your library? And and uh, I heard back. Well, I have. I can only imagine and shout to the Lord. Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I was. I just literally. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And so I I said, Oh my goodness! And I said, Well, I'm pretty familiar with Shout to the Lord and Darling Check. Her story would make a great movie, but. I can only imagine. I mean, that's my favorite song, but I'm not super familiar with the story underneath of it, you know, as far as how it came to be. And so he started telling me the story. And the second I heard it, I said, I'm going to turn this story, Bart's story, into a major motion picture. Well, and what I love is right there. No, right there. Right there. It was so filled. Yeah, with right there. People were touched, they were crying. And lives, people have given their lives to, to Christ through I this movie. That. And Priscilla Schreier was on fire. She was incredible. Oh, loved the incredible. What I loved about it was, is that you created this movie and you touched upon the abuse, which was a thread through his life, but you didn't sit on it. You didn't highlight it. And it was very watchable in from that aspect, but you got the point across. So I loved the way you did it. Well, listen, I didn't do it alone <laughs> because... It takes an army um, and, you know, to put together. I mean, there's so much the producer has to do. So from that point forward, when I, you know, I really, I knew, okay, this is a story that I'm going to put on the big screen. There was a whole journey that I took, which was to, you know, get the rights. I mean, I had to get the rights to Bart's story, life story. I had to get the rights to the song. I mean, I... I, I um, turned out, which was amazing, is that Scott Brickle, uh, who manages uh, Mercy Me, and I had known each other for years before, so I, I found out that, you know, that came full circle, and so it was really Brickle, as he goes by, <laughs> like the movie, Brickle and I together, arm in arm, just kept, you know, moving forward, and number of, you know, to to talk about and realize a movie, and it was you know, Brickle, who brought me together with Bart in the band. And I'll never forget, we had the iconic breakfast. And if I'm ever in Nashville, I literally go in, to Franklin and I will drive and park across the street from this little grocery cafe because that was where Imagine was birthed. And it was this little place called Pockets. Wow. <laughs> little place yes. called Pockets. <laughs> Do you know Pockets? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So Puckett's was where me and Brickle and, and the five and Mercy Me well, came together and had breakfast. And that's where really the movie was birthed. Oh. And, and then, of course, I went to concerts and I'd go backstage and I'd, you know, meet with the guys in the green room and I'd lay out my plan of, you know, the movie, how I saw it and the marketing and the distribution. And, you know, I could just see the, this beautiful trailer on their Jumbotron and Bart out there speaking. I mean, that was years before. I mean, we're talking 2000. I mean, this, this all started in 2009 and I mean, the movie released in 2018. And so then went into Sony and was working with Sony, a firm, and Rich Pluso there for a few years, trying to make it with Rich. And there were some events that happened that didn't allow that to go forward. But through that, Rich actually suggested I talk to Kevin Downs. I'd known Kevin Downs full circle for years and friends. And, and then I spoke to Kevin, and I had Kevin and another group that wanted to make the movie, and one that had the funding and one that didn't. Kevin's 
Kevin didn't, but he said, I'll get it. And I really prayed about it. And I said, and Kevin was partners with John and Andy Irwin. And John and Andy had made October Baby and, and uh, Mom's Night Out and Woodlawn. Kevin was adamant saying, look, we, we really want to do this. We don't have the money, but we'll raise it. And the other group had the money, but I really prayed. And it was because I really wanted to, I always strive for excellence. So in 2015, we started working together in 20 and 316, which was a, an anointed release date, the movie released. But it took a village and it's a, the direct, and John and Andy, Kevin, cast and crew. I mean, it takes an army to make a great movie. So I'm just super blessed that we all came together for such a time as that and this. It was meant to be. And Brenda knows that I'm obsessed with Bart Millard and Mercy <laughs> Me, but, but I'm a harmless stalker. I'm a harmless stalker. Oh, 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 I'm not a stalker, but I'm totally obsessed with those guys. Well, my, my theme song is Best News Ever, okay? <laughs> Did you hear that, Bart? <laughs> anyway, I'm wondering, what is the real Bart Millard like? I follow him on Instagram. He's oh, my gosh. Funny, family guy. Just He just seems like Favorite. a girl. Fun. I don't think you were working at all putting this together. I think you had a blast. I did. I, I have to say, I yeah, it, it was amazing. But believe me, it was a lot of years before, you know, to try to get this, you know, to develop. A, true life stories are very, very difficult to turn into movies because it's, we have a two hour movie and somebody's got a 40 or 50, <laughs> however many years of life. Right, right squeeze it all and figure out which parts of their life am I going to knit together to make a narrative. And so it can be very challenging, but I got to tell you, getting to know Bart and the rest of the guys in the band and, um, but Bart is a hoot. First of all, he's just, Bart is literally just exactly, he's authentic in his faith. He, he walks it the talk he's not any different on stage as he is in real life no different at all nor all the other guys nor is brickle they're the real deal they're authentic they their hearts are for jesus they they seek the lord first in all they do and then all the other things have come unto them it it's why god's blessed them for all these years it's why god's anointed them the way he has and lifted him up bart's a humble man I mean, I'll never forget this time we were at NRB in Nashville and I don't know what we were, we were promoting the movie, hadn't released yet. And I don't know whose idea it was, it was Brickle or who. And next thing I know, we're all sitting in the Waffle House at like 2 a.m. <laughs> I mean, just laughing it up. And it's, yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. It was tough, but it was a lot of fun. Wasn't Dennis Quaid, didn't he say he was really touched by this film and it kind of reignited his faith? Yeah, yes. And he didn't come in until last minute. I don't know if this is out there or not, but... Oh, tell us. Tell us. But we actually went out to Mel Gibson first for the role of oh, Arthur. I've never heard that, and I have read everything. I can't <laughs> <I laughs> <know what> imagine. <laughs> and then we went out to Kevin Costner. Mm, yes. And so really, Dennis came in 
late in the game. As a producer, I can tell you, boy, that can be pretty intense. You have to really be patient and just persevere and just faithful and trust in God that, oh, Lord, please deliver our lead actor. I mean, we had a start date. We we need actors to go in front of a camera. I mean, it's not... That's that's stressful. Well, you know, you've done so many films and and we're highlighting, I can only imagine, but also your kids are amazing. I know your son works on your projects and is incredible with music and so talented in his artistry and your daughter, Ashley. I mean, we have to talk about the horses. Can we just talk about the horses for a minute? And she is going to the Olympics. Come on. Well, would have been if COVID hadn't happened, she would have been in Tokyo with the Israeli team. She actually used to ride for the U.S. equestrian team. And then a few years ago, because my husband, Steve, is an Israeli-American, Ashley actually went and got her Israeli citizenship. So she rides for Team Israel. And so we had a really great event happen last year, which was we all went to Moscow in Russia to the Olympic trials and Team Israel won the trials and won a ticket to the Olympics. That was incredible to be in Moscow and then you see the Israeli flag lifted up with all the history. And this was the first time that the nation of Israel ever has had an equestrian team qualified for the Olympics. No. At least in show jumping, I can tell you that for sure. Okay, I have chills. That's amazing. I didn't yeah. even know that. They made, they made history. They made is history. She, is she going to be able to go since Tokyo was canceled because of COVID? Well, we don't know when the Olympics are going to happen. There's talk that they will and they won't for this coming year for 2021. So we don't know. Well, we football don't. moved ahead. So let's think. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You know, God's will be done. Amen. You know, Cindy, you have an incredible faith walk and a faith journey. And like you said, how much time do we have? I know you shared a life scripture, Romans 828. God works good in all things. Yeah. Our faith, is strong at times. And sometimes we're just weaker because we're tired, we're vulnerable, we've been beat down. What would you say to somebody right now who's in that moment, in that space, and and they they feel like God's told them, like you, to do something, and there's a calling on their life. What would you tell them to hold on? Or what specific tools could you give them that, that you did to keep walking on this path to see these dreams come to fruition? It's funny, I was praying, and these are the ones that came to me that are ones that I've so firmly relied on my entire life and career. Of course, keeping your priorities in line, right? God, and then family, and then work, right? Right. Uh, and it's difficult, especially I feel as women, it's really hard for us to balance that. And I'm, I'm not saying I've done that so well, and, you know, but I try to do it every day. I try to balance better and better. I certainly think Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yes. 100% because when we're weak, he's strong. You want to just stand on these and rely on them and trust God that these are, he will never fail you. He's always there to forgive you no matter what you've done or has been done to you. Another scripture for me is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's my favorite. Oh, I love that scripture because, and again, I've been in the entertainment industry now, the movie business for a long time. I mean, I've been in this industry well over 30 years now. So it's a very, very difficult industry. Very difficult, especially as a woman too. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, I've literally relied on these so much. Also, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because 
you know, you just constantly have to know. I mean, we don't always see things the way, you know, maybe there's scales on our eye. We're not seeing or hearing or understanding something the way that God wants us to. So we have to just trust in him, not in ourselves, because a lot of times our, our understanding is wrong. Were you always a believer? What Since was- I was a child. I came to faith when I was seven at a Billy Graham crusade and rededicated my life to Christ at a camp in Yosemite when I was 12. Well, we are so thankful that you did. And we are so thankful that you have followed this path of faith and this path of sticking to the road, even when you felt like you couldn't take another step, because I know I've stood next to you in some of these journeys and they have been, (laughs) you are a warrior and the world is better because of it. You know, Cindy, we definitely want to have you back, but is there any other projects that you're working on that you can maybe talk about or touch on? What (laughs) can you look forward to? Yes. And I have one more scripture that's super important to me that I want to give to all of those out there that are either in the movie business or trying to be in the movie business, but it's Hosea 4.6 about my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Now I know that that's scriptural knowledge. You need to have the scriptural knowledge. Absolutely. But I also use this to get to learn about the motion picture industry because far too many people come in having been, you know, consumers of media, but they don't understand the business. It is show business and they don't get the business side And they come in well-meaning and with open hearts and all this, but they don't have the knowledge and they get slaughtered. And it's, anyway, I could go on for that for a while, but the point is you got to be, you know, learn the scriptures. And if you're, this is your calling and make sure it's your calling because it's not an easy one. That's Learn this industry just takes time and patience and perseverance. And then the other project, which I'm happy to announce and is actually out there, which is another beyond dream come true. I mean, I, I thought, boy, with, I can only imagine if that's the last movie I ever make, I will, I will literally go be with the Lord and be with a big smile on my face. But (laughs) this one goes in the exceedingly abundantly bucket beyond. It's a movie that I've literally wanted to make probably over 20 years, and it's Redeeming Love. Wow. Wow. That's based on a book, right? On a book written by Francine Rivers, and uh, what a miracle this movie has been. We wrapped production. The movie's completely finished. We wrapped production March 14th, shot it in South Africa, and there's a miracle there with the movie because we actually waited till the last day of production. DJ Caruso directed the movies, absolutely phenomenal. A major director, a miracle story with, with how DJ came on to the movie. His wife, Holly Caruso, dear friend, we've come through this, how God called her. She had a God epiphany too, to bring D, get DJ on this. But March 14th, we wrapped at 8 p.m. on Saturday night and the prime minister of the country, because of COVID, locked down the country about 19 hours later. Amazing. And, it's incredible. it's incredible. We all got out of there, finished the movie, got out of there safe and sound. Anyway, I couldn't be more excited. We certainly can go on Facebook, redeeminglovemovie.com. We are just about to set our distribution. I think that's going to be, in fact, I know that's going to be a big announcement. Everybody's going to be very excited about it. Oh, we can't wait to see uh, Yeah. On, on Facebook, we have a 58 or 9 second behind the scenes look. Wow. Uh, that you can go and look. We also have a one hour Facebook 
live event. I'd brought Roma Downey onto the, onto the movie as an executive producer and light workers. And she's absolutely incredible. So wonderful. Her and DJ and Francine did a one hour Facebook live event that you can watch as well. And then there's some still photos. This is just little, little tiny pre-marketing that we're doing. Abigail Cowan stars in the movie as Angel. We looked everywhere for our Angel and we found her in yeah. Abigail Cowan and an actor named Tom Lewis, who's a graduate of RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. He plays Michael. What an incredible find. DJ found him in the UK. We were getting close to close, close on the production start side and that's and he found him not too far before we started the movie. So, well, and, and I love it that it's a period piece from the yes. I've seen on Facebook. It's a book based on the Old Testament book of Hosea. And the yep. backdrop is California Gold Rush in the 1800s, 1850s. Yep. So yep. people, I think, just the little clips I saw on Facebook are like, it's stunning. And will you come back on when you release this and we can talk about Redeeming Love? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled to, because this movie is a game changer for, especially for women, because this is, first of all, it couldn't be more timely because it's got a sex trafficking part of the narrative deals with sex trafficking. And so even though it's mid 1850s, California gold rush, it is so incredibly contemporary, but it is a story of God's unconditional love and forgiveness for us. And also as women, you are going to come out of this movie cleanse like crazy because it is a, oh my gosh, it cleanses you like, like you've been baptized. It is unbelievable because one of the things for me was that just as a woman, I think I speak for a lot of women, there's an amount of shame that we carry in our lives on some level, whether yeah. it's something we've done to ourselves or something someone else has done to us. So much of your work brings people who may not be believers wanting to believe. I mean, if, if that's not a legacy, I don't know what is. Well, <laughs> all glory to God. And I sincerely mean that because I've just been blessed, you know, so... Faith, love, perseverance, never give up hope. Just don't give up. Amen. Keep doing whatever you're doing because it's working. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) And the world is better for it. So Cindy Bond, thank you for joining us today. Our last and final question. Cindy Bond, Mission Pictures, World Changer. What's in your cup today? Oh my goodness. Hope, joy, love, and always faith. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for changing the world and for bringing us movies that just inspire us and cause our minds to go beyond what we see and ignite our faith in a new way. We love you. I love you, my dear friend. So proud of you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you for all the joy you bring to so many people. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. This episode brought to you by... Catherine's Designs, home accessories and beautifully curated, handmade, and vintage textiles of pillows. Find her on Instagram at Catherine's underscore designs. And Sweet Cheeks Organic Konjac Skincare, the gentlest, eco-friendly way to cleanse and exfoliate your sweet cheeks. Go to SweetCheeksOrganics.com and get yours today. And Ascend Women. Ascend Women wants to inspire, educate, and ignite women and kids to become all God has purposed them to be. You need to reach us. We'd love to hear from you at Morning Cup of Faith on Instagram. Also, you can send us questions or your thoughts 
morningcupoffaith at gmail.com. Next week on Morning Cup of Faith, we welcome Ishik Abla. She was born in Turkey, overcame the years of abuse, and her message of hope, love, and redemption found only in a loving God resonates and continues to reach the Muslim world for Christ. Today, Ishik's programs are broadcast and streamed online in over 200 countries, six continents, and in five languages. She is truly global. Yes, she is. Now, go be mighty.